for this section of the series, Mark 11, 22 through 24. Mark 11, 22 through 24, New King James Version. So now the backdrop of this particular piece was Jesus had, um, he, was looking, he was looking to get a grub on, came to a fig tree, and the fig tree didn't have what it needed on it. So Jesus used his faith, because Jesus had to have faith too. He was an example for us to show how we are to do things in life. So he had to use his faith too. All right, so Jesus used his faith and spoke to the fig tree. And then went out of town, they handled some business, came back, so there was some time element, came back, and then they saw the end results of his faith. They saw the fig tree with it and died. All right? And then they were like, whoa, okay, all right. They saw the fig mass of the fig tree and with it and died. And this, that's the context, and the story picks up here. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. See, Jesus wasn't surprised that the fig tree withered and died. And you can reference uh, Mark 11, that's 12 through 24. The 12 part kind of starts with that piece. But Jesus wasn't surprised. So when they said, Master, the fig tree withered and died, they were surprised. But Jesus, back when he first spoke to the fig tree, he wasn't surprised. Like he spoke faith and he knew he had the expectation that fig tree was going to wither and die because it didn't have what it was supposed to have. So it didn't matter, we well, catch this for later, it didn't matter that he didn't see the instantaneous manifestation. You gotta get that. So sometimes when you're praying for something and you don't see the instantaneous manifestation, hold on to your faith. We're gonna learn that in this series because what your faith is in, in God for that end result. Because there's a difference between faith and magic. God's not into that. He's not into the proof. Because if the proof isn't there, you still gonna love God? So we got to do that. So Jesus wasn't surprised the fact. So he charged them and said, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, and mountain represents is symbolic of issues in your life, although there's this testimony about a physical mountain too, but it represents issues or circumstances in your life. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, that means you can speak to your situation. But that situation is not a human being. It's a bill. It's a, it's a hurt foot. It's a, you can speak to it. All right, be removed and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. And we got to choose either believe God or not. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. We can choose to grab hold of that and believe that by faith. Amen? God honors his word. All right? Now, God's objective for this, this whole series, but in particular this section of the series, to get us to a place where, one, we move from believing in God to believing God. We have to move from believing in God to believing God. What does that mean? But I see a scripture right there in the word and some principles are tied to it. I got to believe that's true. So we have to get away from the fact that God is, and he is, a spiritual deity far away. We have to get from that point to say, okay, he's, he's a part of my life and he's given me some written instructions in this thing called the Bible. And I have to choose to, church, to learn and study it and then apply what's in it. But I gotta do that by believing what's in there. Alright? And then number two, so I, you see here, the word is the, the God, God is word is saying. A will tells us what we want. So God's will, anyone ever, if you ever wonder what God's will is, his will is his word. He spoke about what he wanted. 
and put it in a written word for us, all right? And then number two, God's objective is that we choose to live by faith. It's not a thing that we have faith just for the things we may want. It's a lifestyle for us. Does that make sense? And so it comes to what the things you want, let me say it like this. So it comes to anything that you are thinking about, you operate in faith first. We learned in other series, faith is not a plan B or plan C. We got to go to God saying, God, you are giving me instructions about how to live. So I got to go to you first. Amen. Amen. So that's the objective for this series. All right. So let's do a little review. We understood from the last part of the series that unbelief is evil. It's not just a thing in a dictionary. Unbelief is actually evil. Let's reference Hebrews 3, 7 through 12, New King James Version. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, and he's referencing from Psalm 95, 7 through 11, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, referring to one of the many times, unfortunately, the children of Israel were rebelling against God. In the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years, therefore I was angry with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. So we have to understand that there's an opportunity in our lives where unbelief can set in, like, I don't believe God can do that. Because sometimes we don't want to say that, but our actions might indicate that. Right. I don't believe God can do that. we got to understand in that moment we operated in evil because we allowed unbelief to come in. Does it make us bad Christians? But we have to grow and develop where that's not even in a thought anymore. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, number two. All right, let's more review. Let's look at two main reasons. Two main reasons. Uh, unbelief was evil. We understood first. Um, it keeps us from pleasing God. You can reference those uh, proof text scriptures, Hebrews 11 and 6, Luke 9, 38 through 41, Romans 3, 3 through 4. Let's look at one proof text. Uh, Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Let's pause right there. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. We got to understand. So that, that by itself should tell us we need to walk by faith as a lifestyle. Why? For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if that's the case, we got to understand that we have to walk by faith. Otherwise, we're not pleasing God. Just on that basic level, just, 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 just on the whole 1 plus 1 equals 2, that basic level, we don't walk by faith with the lifestyle, we're not pleasing God. All right? All right. Now, number two. So what number one was, it keeps us from pleasing God. That's one of the reasons why it's evil. Number two, it keeps us from receiving the promise already existing blessings for your life. You have things you are desiring for yourself, for your family, for your neighbor, for your coworker, for people, you know, other people you have goals um, for and that you're praying for. Well, that takes faith. Those blessings are, and you're going to find out here, you're going to find out those blessings already exist. But it's our faith that unlocks that. But if we allow unbelief to come in, it's going to block that. Amen? Unbelief is a blessing blocker. Unbelief is a blessing. Receive that. Unbelief is a blessing blocker. That's another reason why you don't want unbelief to set in. You can reference Galatians 3 and, 3 and 14. There's a principle here. Principle is one of those nuggets that a nugget that God places in His Word for the Christians that if we apply it, we will receive those blessings from it. Amen. All right. 
that the blessing of Abraham, and it's, and it's for both the context of the scripture as well that we can apply today, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit, how? Through faith. So we understand a principle there that all the promises of God are received by faith. All the promises of God are received by faith. Amen? All right, now, do some more review. So how, so that, this whole, we understand why it's all, so how do we remove it? How do we remove unbelief from the life if it's coming? Number one, we talked about having a predetermined scriptural response. What does that mean? So find a scripture, right there you reference 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, all the promises of God in Jesus are a yes and in Jesus, amen. It's, but you find, that's just one for you, but you can find another one. You can find many other promises of God. So first you have to have one. You have to get it in your heart. The way we get scriptures in our heart is one, we have to believe it. And then number two, we keep verbally repeating. Yeah. Why? Because that's what you're doing is you're getting it down into your heart. All right? Um, so case in point, we say this all the time. The only reason Symphony knows her name is because her parents kept telling her. Symphony, 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 Symphony. Somewhere along the line, she believed it. Right. Especially come dinner time, right? So that being the case, we got to make sure that we are doing the same process, all right? So first, is we got to have a predetermined scripture in our heart. And then number two, as soon as a thought comes, as soon as you're praying for something, you got to understand, as soon as you're believing God for something, you can anticipate that the devil's going to try to throw you off. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. Since you know that, because the Bible says we're not ignorant of the enemy's devices, right. since we know he might try to come when you're in faith to get that promotion, you got to already have that predetermined scripture in your heart and say, oh, oh, oh all promises of God and Jesus, yes and Jesus, amen. Because if thought's going to come, I don't have a PhD. I don't know if they're going to give me that promotion. That, 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 cause, that thought's going to come and say, oh, all promises of God and Jesus, yes and Jesus, amen. I don't care how God does it. I don't care how God does it. It ain't for me to know how. I'm just full of belief. Let God figure out the whole house. That ain't my job. Stay in my lane, Odessa. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care about the house. And then number three, you just keep repeating steps one and two. Just, just any time it happens, you just keep doing the first two steps. Amen. So that's how we get unbelief out of our lives. Amen. All right. Now, faith defined. We talked about this before. Hebrews eleven and one, New English translation. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and being convinced of what we do not see. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and convinced of what we do not see. And we can see something we don't need faith for. So we have, God has, give, God has given us desires that he wants to fulfill in us and through us. Those desires are going to take faith. So that being the case, whether it's a scholarship for your kids, or whether you make it in on time for this interview, or whether you're doing this work project, whatever it is, you got to understand, if it doesn't exist right now, that means you can't see it in the natural. That's an opportunity for you to choose to grow in faith. So if you're, if you're working on a project in work, and let's just say it's something new, you may work on other projects, but let's just say it's something new, and you're like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, in a natural, you might know you may have to do some research and those kind of things, but if, if there's an opportunity for it, let's say that, that work assignment may come with a presentation. Well, okay, so now there's an opportunity for anxiety to try to come and say, no, 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 no. You gotta say, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. 
I, this is something that I don't see. I, mean, I, I haven't done it before. So I, it's an opportunity for me to not walk in fear, because God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and say all mine. So it gives an opportunity for me to walk in faith. Okay, why? Because faith is something that we don't see. It's gonna You're walking on air because you don't have the ground underneath you. You really do, because God's safety net is always underneath. But you're walking on something that you don't see. But guess what? That goal is right there. Glory to God, you're getting a, a, a blessing on your evaluation because you not only did that particular uh, assignment and you did your presentation. That goal is right there. The only thing between here and there is you walking by faith to receive it. Yes. Amen? Yes. Glory to God. All right. Now, faith is not hope. This is weird. As believers, we got to get this. There's a difference between faith and hope. Hope is good, but we got to take it to another level. The difference between faith and hope. Hope is the container. Another definition for Another translation for that of uh, uh, faith is faith in the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You represent Hebrews 11 one piece. Now, there's another, this is a different translation, all right? Now, hope is the container. Faith is the substance in it. So if you are desiring, because you're thirsty, a bottle of water, it's cool to see the bottle. The bottle is, is the hope. But you really desire that water that's in it. That substance that's in it. That's the part that's going to nourish you. So it's good to, to, to have hope and to ask, aspire to something. But now, for that to manifest, you need to now use your faith for that to come into your life. So it's good to have hope, but we got to understand the difference between the hope and faith. All right? Faith is a substance. Hope is like having the, the, <laughs> the positive attitude while the boat's sinking. The faith is what's going to save you. You got me? Terrence got me. We got to understand it. So, so we got to use hope. We use hope and faith together. Amen? They have two different, uh, two different goals. So we got to make sure that. Hope and prayer. Now here it is. This, is. this is where we have to grow as believers. Sometimes a person may pray, but then they're not sure if they want to get it. That means we actually really didn't walk in faith when we pray. We actually pray in hope. And we got to shave that. We got to know when we're praying, we're going to get what we're praying for. Because our confidence isn't in us or how articulate or not articulate we are. You know? It's about our faith in God and his word that he, God, the Bible says he's not a man that he should lie. So we got to put our faith in him knowing that he wants us to receive. That being the case, so we got to get, we got to grow to the point where we don't pray and then we're not sure we're going to get it. Because then we unintentionally, because that doesn't, doesn't mean you have bad intentions. Doesn't mean you just may not have known. But now we got to get to that point where, all right, we're not going to pray and kind of wonder if we're going to get it. All right? Faith is like, oh, uh oh. Faith is like praying and secretly giving God a 50 50 chance. Or plan B. Or plan B. We gotta, so this is where this is where we all we're growing and developing. We're growing and developing. Amen. All right. Now, have faith in God. Importance of faith to believer. One, we already, we already saw this. Uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. This is why it's important to the believer. All right. Number two, we talked about this also. All the promises of God are received by faith. All right. So we gotta understand pleasing God. This is why it's important to the believer. We gotta understand we gotta please God, and then all the promises of God are received by faith. So we understand these things. These are just two important concepts for the believer, the person that's a Christian but chooses to believe God's word. All right? All right. Now, 
Let's now get into the nitty-gritty of it. All right, so God, we have to understand that God is a spirit. God is spirit, all right? You've heard that being spoken before, but let's look at some proof text. Let's reference John 4, 24, New King James Version. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So we have to understand that God is not the physical human being that you see. So we have to look at him different, but he operates, as you see there, in the unseen and the spirit realm. Because God is spirit, as the word just says, that means everything about God is in an unseen realm. Oh, okay, God's taking you out here somewhere now. It's in, he operates and all his blessings are in an unseen realm because he's spirit. He's, does that make sense? we got to get here because that's his nature. That's who he is. God is spirit and everything that he does in the spirit realm, and the spirit realm is unseen. But the spirit realm is more real than this natural realm. The spirit realm is more real than this burgundy chair and this white floor. It's just more real. So we're going to find out the spirit realm made these things. God, so we, God's taking it here because we get these concepts down, then it's going to, we get that revelation moment. Ah, okay, I got it. Got it. Okay? So we start first with the foundation that God is spirit. He operates in the spirit realm, which is unseen. Let's start first there. All right? Now, you see, you see two, two realms here, both the seen realm and unseen realm. To further understand faith, it's important to understand that they're the seen realm and the unseen realm. Seen realm is things you see. All right? The black, that's that shape cakes, my shoes, or whatever. That's the same realm, all right? The unseen stuff you can't see. You can reference Colossians 1 and 16, but let's look at some proof text that God is not only spirit, but that he operates in a spirit realm, the unseen realm. Hebrews 11, 3, New King James Version. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Huh. That's telling me that the things that we see were not made of things that we see. The things we see were made first of something that was invisible, the unseen realm. It took what was in the unseen realm to now make the seen realm. Case in point. So let's just say, let's just say you are currently desiring, think about my baby girl, desiring a, a Volkswagen Beetle. Huh? Well, we're going to go home. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're getting married. Don't get me wrong. All right, let's just say you desire a Volkswagen Beetle. All right? Currently, right there, it may not, it's not in the same realm because you don't have it in your driveway or in front of your apartment building or whatever. All right? You use your faith. That Volkswagen Beetle already exists in the spirit realm. It's going to take your faith to bring it into the same realm. Just like the things that we're seeing, that we reference God and light. Before there was light, God saw there wasn't, and then he spoke it, and then there was light. You got me? So he brought it from the unseen realm into the seen realm. You staying with me? So God is spirit. He operates in the spirit realm, which is unseen. And we understand that things that we see now were first made by the unseen realm. Someone's desire, or, yeah, someone's desire for these things to exist. This whole building. First State Military Academy was in the mind of someone at some point in time. You got it? Just on that basic level. All right, but now it physically exists. All right. So we we can't see that that ground made this building. Got it? All right, keep following, keep following. All right. So we understand now, but even in natural, let's look at some natural examples that there's an unseen realm. All right, we're talking about just natural. Now, 
Oh, Justin, you got a TV at home? All right, so how you turn on your TV? Remote control. Do you ever see anything? Well, that's about. When you hit channel up, what happens? Channel goes up, okay. Volume down. The volume goes down. Do you ever see anything leaving the remote control going over and turning off that TV? Uh, but yet, when you hit channel up, what happens? So that's a little proof text. I know we get the radio sound waves and all that kind of stuff, but the reality is there's an unseen realm that exists that made that thing happen. So if that's in a natural realm, and we believe in a God we can't see, yeah. it's not far-fetched to understand that there's an unseen realm that exists that's more powerful than a seen realm. Right. This, this foundation is important because if we understand these pieces, then we will understand how faith works and is operating. You got it? All right. Good, good job. Good job. All right, now. Now, we understand God's spirit, operates in an unseen realm. All right, we understand he's... The uh, unseen realm is unseen. Unseen realm is more real than the seen realm. Now let's take it to another level. The blessings that you desire, either today or next week, actually already exist. Okay? All right. God already made available for us in the unseen realm all our blessings. You can reference Ephesians 1 and 3 and 2 Peter 1, 2 through 4. Let's look at some proof text. Let's look at one of the scriptures, proof text. Ephesians 1 and 3, New King James Version. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, past tense, has blessed, past tense, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, not with some, not with a few, every spiritual blessing in where? The heavenly places, which is the unseen realm. Wow. So that means the things that I prayed for last week and the things I'm going to pray for two months from now actually already exist. Yeah. God's not hustling around when you pray to go scramble to find to make sure the things exist. Right. It's already there. If we catch when did that happen? That happened really before the foundations of the world, but particularly when, when uh, Jesus gave his life and rose again from the dead. He made all things available. Yeah. So that means, that being the case, the things you're desiring already exist. So now that helps us because now that takes out that element that can try to come into play when we're praying for something like, wait, can God do this? Right. We already talked about we got to remove that from us because we got to make sure we understand it's already done. So it's not whether God has an ability to do this. He already made it available. Wow. Okay, so all the things I'm desiring already exist. Where do they exist? Because they're not in my hands right now. They exist in the spirit realm. Yeah. Proof text, again, we believe God by his word. He already made them available. Yeah. But they're in the unseen realm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we got to get, we got to figure out how to get it from the unseen realm to the oh. seen realm because you need yeah. that bill paid tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, you need that bill yeah. paid. Just put like that. All right. Now, God likes to say it like this. Those blessings that have already been made available exist. We just, like you can represent, for example, in a safe. All your blessings, for example, already exist in a safe, all right? In the spirit realm. Everything you're thinking about today, everything you will think about a week from now, they already exist. And this is to say they exist in a spiritual safe. The unbelievers, those who haven't chosen yet, because we won't believe they will, haven't, believed, haven't chosen yet to receive Jesus, their Lord and Savior, they can't even see the safe. That's not, that's not even a concept for them. 
Next category is we have there are Christians who can see the safe because they're Christians, but because either they've chosen, because they either don't know or they've chosen not to believe God at his words, they can see the safe, but they can't access those blessings that are in it. And then we have all of you that are believers. Man, you can see the safe, but you're going to choose to use your faith in God, believe him right at his word, and access those blessings that already exist in that spiritual safe and have them access into your lives. Yes. yes. Amen? Amen? You got to get that. Got to get that. All right? Now, Mo, here we got to get this. We got to understand that most manifestations from prayers won't come just because we're Christians. We got to get this down. Okay. Most manifestations from prayers won't come just because we're Christians. God loves us. He sees the tears, but tears aren't going to move him per se. He has a desire that we choose to learn and study his word and figure out where those principles that I need to apply. You got it? So that being the case, they are going to come. Those manifestations are going to come because we choose to learn and understand his word and do the things regarding prayer that's going to help the manifestation process come. You see, the result of prayer will come from believers choosing to learn and follow the biblical instructions to receive the manifestations of those prayers, the end results of those prayers. So we have to grow and develop to understand that if you're a Christian, if you aren't doing some of the pieces that in his word about the prayer aspect, there is a possibility that some of those manifestations won't come just because you're a Christian. Right. We gotta get this. That's why a series, yeah. all, all God's series on purpose. We gotta get this because if we want to engage in prayers, we gotta understand. So that's been the case. I gotta learn what some of these pieces are. Yeah. Amen? Alright. Now, let's look at some proof text. Luke 11, 5 through 8, amplified version. Then he said to them, uh, oh, this is this is the back. Alright. So the backdrop is, alright, uh, context, they, some of his disciples had asked him, asked Jesus how to pray. So he gave them uh, okay, let's get this. He gave them a prayer template process. So when we hear the Lord's prayer, it is not for us to go and utilize if we are desiring something in terms of those actual words. Now we can say it, don't get me wrong, we can say it, but, but in terms of if we are praying the prayer of petition, or we're interceding for someone, just using those two examples. You don't use the Lord's verbatim prayer for that. The, he gave it to them as a template for us in terms of what are the concepts in it that we need to apply. Okay? So he had just he had just spoken that to his disciples, and then he follows up with this example. Then he said to them, talking about Jesus, then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend. Now here, in context, the this particular friend represents God. Just follow the story. That, that particular friend represents God. Then he said to them, this is a, a parable. A parable is a natural example that has a spiritual benefit. He's given to them to help them understand. Then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine who is on a journey and has just come to visit me and I have nothing to serve him. And from inside, he answers, do not bother me. The door has already been shut, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up 
and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything, just because he is, oh sweet, because he is a friend, that friend representing a Christian. Yet, because of his persistence, okay, yet because he's going to be applying some things and boldness, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. We have to understand that there may have been times in the past where we may have prayed with sincerity, but there may have been some things that we just didn't understand just yet or learn just yet. So, even though it's been made available, either in the written word or service or whatever, but we have to understand this. This way, this helps us because now we don't have to blame God if we didn't get something. Because the enemy likes to throw that in like, oh, you didn't receive yeah. X or so-and-so didn't receive their healing or whatever it is. And now people begin to question God or, 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 or blame God and start chipping away at their walk with him. When God said he's made it already available. Does that make sense? Amen. But it's not, it doesn't make us bad Christians. We just have to begin to start to try to dig and learn. Amen? All right. Now. Now, we understand the key that unlocks the key that unlocks in that faith, I'm sorry, the key that unlocks the safe is our faith. It takes our faith to unlock us in that spiritual blessing, that spiritual safe, and bring it into our lives. Our faith is the key. Our faith triggers the release of those blessings that we learned already exist. God's not hustling, scrambling around when you first pray. It already exists. It's our faith that unlocks what's in that safe and brings it into our lives. Okay? All right, now, bring it from the unseen realm to the seen realm. All right, now, let's look at some, pro some more proof check examples. All right, Matthew 9, 28 through 30, we can change version. And we learned this from the other series. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to him, Do you believe? See, what Jesus... Jesus understood he had to have faith in God. So what about Jesus' faith? What about Jesus' power? This was something that God wanted. So Jesus wanted to know, does, does he believe? Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, not because of Jesus' proactive love and power, but because of your faith, let it be to you. And then what's the end result? And their eyes were open. See, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that the Lord didn't have compassion. It wasn't that God didn't understand the issue. Jesus needed them to do the biblical process to release that into their lives. Because Jesus could have faith. I mean, he does have faith. Do you know what I mean? So that wasn't the question. But he did, it's something that they wanted. So he was trying to get them to understand they got to use their faith to trigger what they want. Let's look at more proof text. Matthew 13, 57 through 58, New King James Version. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Now he, referring to Jesus, did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Right. It wasn't because of Jesus didn't have faith in God. Right. wasn't because of Jesus' power. wasn't because Jesus wasn't willing. It was because they, the people that he knew, that he grew up with, they didn't believe that God could operate through him. So because of that, they short-circuited the things they may have desired because of their choice of unbelieving. Right. So they didn't, again, follow the process, even though they may have had some desires of God. Mm -hmm. Gotta follow the process. 
Matthew 9, 22, New King James Version. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, you're familiar with the story, is a woman with the issue of blood uh, for 12 years. Issue of blood meaning her, her menstrual cycle was, was an issue for her for 12 years, all right? But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter, your faith, not his power, her faith has made her well. Because we understand from that story, she could have been stoned, and she was supposed to be not... Not in a crowded or not in public at all. But she chose to use her. heard about some stuff about Jesus. So she chose to use her faith. Like, you know, she had tried doctors and everything else. She was like, no, nah, I'm going to use my faith. And I'm going to, I heard about this Jesus. She said she's going to use her faith to get this thing done. All right, she followed the process. Let's reference Matthew 15, 28, New King James Version. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed that very hour. It wasn't that he, he couldn't have done it before, but he needed her to use her faith. That means just because you're a Christian, we got to follow the process because it won't automatically come just because you're a Christian or just because you prayed. There may be some pieces you got to fill in the gaps. All right? That's all right. It doesn't, it doesn't mean we were bad or, you know, it just means... We gotta learn. That's all right. We all continue to learn and grow. We all will continue to be growing and learning until we go to be with the Lord. Amen? So this is not about combinations. It's about all of us growing individually. Amen? All right, now, faith in God for good looking guaranteed results. Let's keep it going. All right. So we gotta get this. So we understand God's spirit. We understand he operates in the unseen realm, which is the spirit realm. And we understand there's some ways we, just because we're Christians, it won't come just because we pray. There's some process pieces we have to do. So we understand these pieces. So now we got to understand this. If you understand those things, now here's another blessing God's given us. we got to understand it is not, hear this clearly, it is not God's desire for you to ever pray and not receive. Right. Just because it occurred doesn't mean that was God's desire. It is not God's desire for you to ever pray and not receive. Let's look at this some proof text. Matthew 7, 11, New King James Version. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So we got to be subtle, say, oh, okay, so God does want me to receive when I ask him for something. Hmm. So if that's being the case, and we understand God is a great God, because that's what we sang earlier, the good father, right? That's what we said, right? And we understand now he's spirit, and these blessings actually already exist, because he already gave them and made them available for us. Okay, so if I didn't receive in the past, it may have just been something I didn't do. Okay, or I didn't know. Okay, might have been a combination of both. Because we understand now his desire is for us to receive. And that's just one proof, actually. You can look, I mean, Jesus came, we may have life and life more abundantly. It's one of the reasons Jesus came. Abundant life is not not receiving things you ask God for. So if we don't do that, then we are actually negating one of the reasons Jesus came. Now there's more about abundant life, you know, blessing other people. I mean, it's it's doing well, all right. But if we didn't, if we have, if we have to get off of the wheel of praying to God and not receiving. Because that's a ploy from the enemy to get us to not believe in God and our relationship with God. Because that, that can be challenging. You got needs and desires, especially if you're interceding for other people. 
right? Now, they, there's some rules that come into play with, with that as well, but we got to understand, look, that's not God's desire. So that's the case. Let's fill these gaps, all right? Now, they should also be well-rounded on any and all aspects of the kingdom. So not just um, the, the, you know, desire you have for, for work and, and your, your toe and those kind of things. So those things you may have, like, you know, misplaced keys and those things, but also for other things that advance the kingdom as well. And, you know, if you, have, if, if you get a little nervous about talking to people about Jesus, have faith for that. If you, if you have a heart's desire, you want to be a blessing to people, both financially and that, have faith for that. Yes. All right? So it's not just for the, the current things we may need or want individually, but it's, also, it's, most, it's, a, it's an advanced kingdom. What else? All right? Faith, you may have faith for things you might want for, for a local assembly. Well, have faith for that. Yeah. Amen? Let's do this. All right? All the above is well-rounded. So we talk about in, our, in God's vision for this local assembly, be well-rounded kingdom of God's citizens. All right? We don't just focus on me, me, me. Now we don't do that. Now, you may have some me, me, me things, don't you? It's a legitimate thing. Your toe might be hurt. That's legitimate. That's a thing you can go to die for. But you also got a desire for that person at the wild while to be saved. Yes. Amen? Or a for the homeless person, all right? That they, they connect with Jesus and they receive some substance as well. Amen? Praise the Lord. All right, now. Faith in God for biblical guarantee results. Let's keep this piece going. Today is this part 2A. Amen? Let's look at 1 John 3 and 22. 1 John 3 and 22, New King James Version. And whatever we ask, we receive from him. Let's pause there. And whatever we ask, we receive from him. Okay. But why? Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So we see the condition there. We receive the things we ask because we do some things. Part of understanding about prayer and faith is that there's going to be the things we're going to be learning in this series. There's some things we have to do and not do to help close that gap of praying to God and receiving. You got me? Amen. So because we want to do things that are pleasing in His sight and live a lifestyle that's pleasing to Him, which, which, you, which you'll see is part of the process as well. But live a lifestyle pleasing to Him. Will you get everything perfect? Possibly not, because that's why your first John one nine comes up late. <laughs> okay. All right. So that. So, but that being the case, your heart has got to be right that if you do mess up, that you pray and ask God for forgiveness. Yeah. Bible says He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins yeah. and of all unrighteousness. All right. So don't think you receive this. If you didn't do everything perfect today, don't let the enemy throw you from saying that you can't pray to God for something. Get that moment, that area right. Be sincere to God. Ask for forgiveness. Be sincere about it. And along that path, he's going to help you develop so you won't get into that sin anymore. And at the same time, you may, have a, you may also have a desire. Don't let condemnation come in to say you can't go to your father. How many of y'all parents? All right, cool, cool. How many of your kids have ever done something and sometimes around that same day, still ask you if they can get a bottle of water from the refrigerator. <laughs> Didn't that scripture others say, if you being evil, know how to give good stuff to your kids, how many of y'all give kids? You give your kids or nieces and nephews gifts for Christmas, and you know they may have messed up a couple times during the, during the year? Praise God for his love and yeah. grace and mercy. Amen? Yeah. 
right? It's his desire to give us the things we desire. Now, he wants us to grow and develop, but he don't want us to keep tripping over that same rock. But simultaneously, he's not going to withhold things that he knows we need and desire, all right? Give God some glory. Amen. Amen.